0: Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome everybody to the Amanda Rollard Show. I am so happy that you stopped by for a little bit today. We are going to spend a little bit of time in an episode that I call Idioms for Idiots. And I came about the desire to do this because of a real event. You know, we're in Texas and we've been in like a drought as most of the country has. And and we did have a little bit of a downpour last week and it just, you know, came up suddenly and it was like, whoosh, and then it was gone. And during that time, I remember looking out and going, it's like raining cats and dogs. I can't believe it. And then later, I was thinking, raining cats and dogs, how did we ever even come up with that? Like, who, where'd that come from? So, I don't know if you're like me, but I went on a little bit of an investigative trail this last week researching idioms, and I thought you might find it very interesting what I found out and their meanings and origins and all that. So, you know, we strive to support Abundant Living today, and this episode has zero to do with much of nothing, but except I had to put it somewhere. So if you want to build your knowledge capacity in the area of idioms, stick around, because what you're going to learn is quite amazing. See you in a few seconds. Hello everybody. Thanks for sticking around for this episode. This is a fun and breezy episode, really just fill in your bucket with maybe useless trivia. Maybe you didn't even know that you wanted to know, but I tell you when I got, I started down the bunny trail, I just could not stop. And you might find this interesting, you might just want to turn the channel and that's okay because I knew, I'm like, okay, I know at my age, I've heard all these idioms throughout my life. And I'm like, that is so bizarre. Where does that, what does that mean? But I use them. I use them. I bet you use them too. And some of you may even be wondering, what the heck is an idiom? So let's level set on what an idiom is uh, for a second. And then we'll dive into, uh, I chose 10. Okay. There's like a bajillion out there, but I just chose 10 that I wanted to share with you. So an idiom is like a group of words. It, it's really a phrase, okay? It's a phrase and basically established by, you know, its, its usage. So this group of words, it has a meaning that it's not really deducible from the individual words that make it up, if that makes sense. So let me give you an example so you kind of know what I'm saying. When somebody says, like, like what I was thinking the other day, it's raining cats and dogs or... I see the light, you know, those are idioms. Well, obviously I realized that I needed the little yellow and black book that's um idioms for idiots because I didn't know the origins of some of these and they're quite interesting. <laughs> so I just thought, oh, what the heck? Sometimes you just got to step out a little bit. And I thought, you know, maybe you out there might get a kick out of a little divergence and a little bit of useless trivia this week. In this episode, that I am calling idioms for idiots, so I hope you find it uh, interesting, and maybe it will prompt you or inspire you to go (laughs) dig up um, some of these. There's like there's like a ton of them out there, and I'm going to put some some links to some places that I have found as I was just starting to do my research. So, anyway, in case you're wondering, let's dive into the ten idioms that I wanted to share. Their meanings and their origins. So, first one I wanted to share was "cat got your tongue." Okay, what's the meaning of "cat got your tongue"? Well, the meaning that we understand when somebody says, "Hey, does a cat got your tongue?" It's really said to someone who remains silent when they're expected to speak. And you're probably, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that one. We say it all the time. But where, where did it come from? Well, what's its origin? So actually. It came from ancient Egypt and in ancient Egypt, when liars were caught lying, their tongues were actually cut out of their mouth as punishment and fed to the cats. Uh. So, yeah, maybe you really didn't want to know the the origin, but but basically cat got your tongue. (laughs) means you can't speak or you're not speaking. That was number one. Okay. So here's number two. Here's the second one that I found that, that we use a lot. We hear a lot. What's its meaning and where did its origin come from? And the idiom is cold feet. You got cold feet. So actually the meaning of cold feet is you're, you're actually telling somebody, Hey, you've lost your nerve or hey, you've lost your confidence, or maybe you're not sure that that's, or this is what you want to do anymore. So something is causing you pause. Something's holding you back. Or so the saying is, so you got cold feet? Don't get cold feet. You know, come on, let's do this or that. So what's the origin for cold feet? It actually originated from the military. So cold feet is actually a military term that warriors or, you know, you know, soldiers or however you want to look at it, but, you know, way, way, way back in the day when warriors had frozen feet, you know, they were out in the elements when they had frozen feet, they were not able to rush into battle. No kidding. But there was hesitancy. There was, you know, not full blown ready to go. And so I found that pretty, very interesting. So the origin goes way, way, way back and was kind of a military term. Yeah, I think if my feet were frozen, I wouldn't be able to rush into much of anything either. That's idiom number two. Idiom number three. I found this one really interesting, really bizarre. And there was even a picture attached to it. But the idiom is a big wig. And we hear it a lot, you know, oh, don't be a big wig. Oh, they're just trying to be a big wig. Where in the world? So so basically the meaning is an important person kind of, you know, especially in a particular area. So they're a big wig in the tech industry or they're just a big wig on Wall Street or they're just a big wig in corporate America or, or a big wig on the sports field. Whatever. It's a big wig. Okay. So an important person. So where did this origin come from back in the 18th century? So this would be the 1700s. Okay. The most important political figures would wear the biggest, tallest wig. So hence today, influential people are called big wigs. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you need to do that. You need to do a little research on that because uh, the pictures are uh, hilarious. And you and we all know, way back in the day, in seventeen hundreds, people that everybody did wear wigs, but the biggest wig meant that they were the most important person. So, uh, yeah, that's what a a big wig was all about. Okay, this next one is. I wonder if we've ever been guilty of this. I have to say that I, I'm sure that I have. I'm sure that my children have. I wonder if you have too. And so the idiom is, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. We hear it. What's the origin of it? Where did it really come from? So the meaning, the meaning that we understand it to be today is when you find fault with something that's been received as a gift or or a favor that's been given. So somebody who finds fault with something that's been given to them. So basically, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So I'm giving you something and you're finding fault with it. And if I was going to be honest, I'm sure I know that I have done that in the past and you know, how horrible, but since we're keeping this lighthearted today, obviously we don't want to look, look, give horses in the mouth, but where, where was the origin of this? Where did, where did it actually come from? So way back in the day, and you know what, I guess it still happens today. I don't know. I've never done it, but I don't buy and sell horses, but when buying a horse, people would determine the age of the horse and its condition really based on its teeth. So then they would decide whether they wanted to buy it or not. So the saying, it's rude basically to look for flaws in the thing that was given as a gift. So, you know, Looking a gift horse in the mouth is like, oh, well, let me check its teeth. Let me look under that. Let, let me, if something's being given to me, I'm trying to find fault with it. You know, you just gave me a car, but why I don't want it. It's pink. You know, oh my gosh, you just bought me a, an article of clothing. Oh, I wish I would have had this. I wanted boots instead. So, you know, and truly, you know, this is something that I think all parents, you know, we, we go through this with our kids at some point or another. But, but anyway. The idiom is don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And, you know, its meaning comes, comes actually way back from the day when people bought horses by looking whether they wanted them in their mouth at their teeth. Okay. This one I found quite cute. And this one I found to be quite true. <laughs> I think of Dewey. <laughs> I think of Dewey and how true this is with the squirrels that live at the Rollard house. So. This one is barking up the wrong tree. So what's the meaning of, if somebody's barking up the wrong tree, it means that you're pursuing a mistaken or misguided line of thought or course of action. That's what barking up the wrong tree means. So it's origin, and it refers back to the days of, or the hunting dogs. Okay. So hunting dogs would go on hunts and they would track you know, whether it was foxes or, you know, you may be out and about and your dog gets a you know whiff of something or sees something and goes running off on the trail and trees whatever it is. And so they wh- whatever it is in at the Rollard House, um, Dewey runs as fast as Dewey can run, who's the huge 170-pound Saint Bernard, and he trees the squirrel. And he's often barking at the tree. And the squirrel isn't there anymore. So basically it's once it climbed the tree, the dog is at the bottom of the tree because the dog doesn't climb trees and is standing there, you know, probably paws on the tree and, you know, barking, 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 looking up at the tree. And many times... That squirrel or that animal that he treed or she treed has jumped to a different tree or has run off or has jumped onto a roof or has done something, but the dog is still at the base of the tree, barking, 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 saying, hey, it's up in the tree. So that's barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) I did not know that, but how clever, how clever. I'll have to share this with Dewey. I wonder if it'll change his mind any. I doubt it. All right next idiom, bite the bullet. How many times have I said that in my lifetime? But I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know what the meaning was about. So the meaning of biting the bullet is you, you decide to do something difficult or, you know, unpleasant or something that you've been putting off or hesitating on. You just, you know, just bite the bullet. We just tell everybody, just bite the bullet. Just do it. Just, just do it. So where did it come from? Where did the origin of bite the bullet come from. So it's actually a military term, also. Ooh, but for a different reason. Okay, so during battles back in the day, there was no time to administer anesthesia while they were performing surgeries. Eek. Ooh, so get ready. Because of that, patients, which primarily were soldiers from the battlefield. Soldiers were made to bite down on bullets to distract them from the pain of the procedure being done to them on the battlefield. So that was bite the bullet. Yeah. Yowza. So the next time you tell somebody that, you might want to share the reason behind it. All right. What's another one? What's another one, Amanda? How about one for the road? why don't you take one for the road? What does that refer to in our day and age? You know, it refers to, hey, take a final drink before leaving a place. Take one for the road, right? So the origin, the origin of actually one for the road goes and dates back to the Middle Ages, a long, long time ago. And this one's kind of, kind of cryptic too. So during the Middle Ages, when the condemned so the people guilty found guilty condemned to be executed found guilty of you know whatever they did so the condemned were marched through the street on their way to execution and along the way there was uh, usually a cart on the way off the side of the road on as they were being marched through town on their way to the execution. So the cart would be along the way and they would be allowed. So the condemned would be allowed to have one final drink before their death. So, ooh. so one for the road actually had its origin in that particular meaning. I don't know, might think about it before I have one for the road. So anyway, this next one, oh my gosh, We've heard it forever. We say it. We go on these trips. We always ask, where are you going? Where are you going on this particular jaunt? But I never, ever knew the origin or even knew what it meant. We just say it. So, so the idiom is honeymoon, taking your honeymoon. And we all know that a honeymoon is the trip that you take after you get married. You know, it may be for, a week, a weekend, a month. I don't know. I don't know how long the the holiday. And and realize in in a lot of places, when somebody goes on holiday, it just means they go on a trip. They go on a vacation. But a honeymoon is a holiday spent, obviously, together as a newly married couple. Where does the happy couple, where are they going on their honeymoon? Oh, they're going here, they're going there, whatever. So it is the trip the married couple takes after they get married. But what is the origin of honeymoon? And I thought it was pretty cute. I thought it was pretty interesting. And it's caused me to want to dive in a little deeper to something that I turned up, but I just haven't had a chance yet. Um, so the origin is according to tradition, a newly wedded couple would have to drink a beverage with honey. For an entire month for fertility and good luck. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? So let me say that again. A couple, a newly wedded couple would have to drink a beverage with honey for an entire month for fertility and good luck. So the thing that I have to dive into is I wanted to dive into like, is honey somehow tied to fertility? I was curious. So that's left on Amanda's to-do list based on this week's episode of the show. I thought it was interesting and I had no idea. Now the honeymoon makes sense. Okay. This next one is really cool. It's pretty interesting too, because you hear it all the time. The term is go break a leg. You know, if you're going to go perform, you break a leg or go break a leg. And basically I always wondered about that. So basically it meant, Hey, good luck. Good luck as you go out, you know, and perform on the stage. Go break a leg. It means good luck. But its origin, it was believed that the phrase actually dates back to World War I Germany. So German actors would have this saying, and I think it's like Halls und Beinbruch," which actually translates to a broken neck and a broken leg. But when you're like, what? Why would they be that doesn't make sense. Why why would you wish someone to break a leg? So here's what the answer to that is. So as it turns out, popular folklore, okay, handed down through the ages, encouraged people to wish others bad luck since it was believed that wishing someone good luck would tempt the evil spirits. So people started wishing each other to break a leg in order for them not to break one, if that makes sense. So I thought, oh my gosh, these idioms are are crazy. And the last one I wanted to share today, the last one I wanted to share today was, don't give the cold shoulder, or give the cold shoulder, or I got the cold shoulder. So what does that mean, actually? So I, I know when I'm thinking about it, if somebody gave me the cold shoulder, that they kind of didn't engage with me. They they turned away in technicality, looking it up from the idiom perspective, it's that rejected or to be deliberately unfriendly to. But the origin is actually kind of, it was a polite way to ask people uh, to leave a party. So it's currently considered or or described as being something rude, but actually it it was an act of politeness during medieval times in England. So after everyone was done feasting at a party or a celebration or at somebody's house, the host would give his guests a piece of meat. <laughs> okay, you heard that, right? And and I'm thinking, yeah, that doesn't sound very cool. But anyway, the host would give his guest a piece of meat taken from the shoulder of beef or of pork as a way of showing that it was time for everyone to go home. (laughs) So, giving the cold shoulder was actually just a polite way of saying, ta-ta, here's your party favor. It's a piece of shoulder meat. (laughs) Go home. It's time to go home. So, I thought, oh my gosh, how hilarious is that? Anyway, there, there were so many of these that I just kept reading and reading and reading through. And I, I think I'm going to do something fun with this in the future. But I just thought it was really pretty cool. So, you know, usually and always in the Amanda Rollert show, you know, we're striving to get our salt. And our salt is we're supporting abundant living today. And, you know, I just had to put this somewhere. So I'm like, you know, we're always thinking about either our healthy In one of the five areas, whether it's our mind, our body, our family, our finances, our community. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to put this one ever so slightly in the mind column because it's useless trivia. But guess what? You never know when somebody may be somewhere and your knowledge of these idioms is just going to pop out. Or you may want to challenge your family. You may want to challenge your friends or you may want to pay it forward and share these with somebody that you know because they're just pretty stinking cool. So I hope that you are slightly entertained, maybe a little informed, and maybe even you might go grab one of the links that we're going to put in the show notes and you may be able to find and research some of the other idioms that you and I use every day or we hear quite often. So anyway, this was just fun. It was a fun divergent. Hopefully you enjoyed it too. And I hope you're having a fabulous week. It's the last week of September, guys. We are about to bounce into October. And hopefully, a little bit cooler weather. So, come back next week for another episode of The Amanda Rollard Show. I hope you and your loved ones are enjoying and having the best that life has to offer. And come back and see us next time. See you, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.